we pray in the music team? True colors. I see all your true colors. I'm seeing lots of green out there today. So happy St. Patrick's Day. I can't decide whether it's, it's between Connie's little hat and Vivian's socks. So, you know, check them both out. So welcome. So, so wonderful to be back with you all today. Uh, we are in our second week of Lent, and so we are focusing on ideas that are presented in Reverend Robert Brummett's book, Birthing a Greater Reality. So how many of you would like to birth a greater reality with me? Yes, you're in the right place, because this is our conversation throughout Lent. And today, we are going to be talking about the arrow of evolution. And what I want to share with you is that what we are not going to be talking about is evolution as we typically understand it, which is physical evolution, right? So we all know that physically there is evidence that evolution occurs even within our own humanity, within our own bodies. There was a time when humanity just had that reptilian brain, you know, that works from that idea of fight or flight or freeze, that reactionary part of our brain that's still there and still does take part in our activities. But we've also evolved to the place where we now have, you know, this prefrontal cortex, that part of our brain that helps us to reason and rationalize and understand different perspectives. And so we're not talking about physical evolution. What I want to talk about, what Robert talks about in this book, is an evolution of consciousness. An evolution of consciousness. So I wanted to start there, like, consciousness, what in the world does that even mean, right? And so I want to share with you, I'm going to share with you my understanding of Unity's understanding of consciousness, of um, the model of consciousness that we talk about here. So to begin with, we have my favorite way of seeing God as divine mind consciousness, right? So there's divine mind consciousness. It contains all possibilities. Divine mind consciousness that we might call God, that is the Alpha and the Omega without beginning or within, without end. You know, that divine mind consciousness in which I live and breathe and move and have my being. That divine mind consciousness that is greater than this individual that I am. It's in that divine mind consciousness that I might reach when I say, help me, God, right? Not beseeching some being out there that lives in the heavens, but calling forth from that divine mind consciousness a perfect divine idea that can help me in this moment. That divine mind consciousness in which I live and breathe and move and have my being. And from that divine mind consciousness, what I see is an energy, a life force that is the life that stands under all of creation. That life energy begins to get a little bit more dense. And as it gets a little bit more dense, it enters into this realm of human consciousness, right? What Charles Fillmore might have called race consciousness. It's all of the ideas that collectively, as human beings, we agree upon and hold together in our minds. We may not even be aware or conscious that we're doing it. It's just a part of what's seated within us because we're human beings, right? And so in that human consciousness, in that collective consciousness, 
begins to arise ideas like we're separate from one another. And there's not enough. And um, we're unworthy. Lack and limitation. All of those ideas that we hold together collectively in human consciousness. And then from there, that energy begins to become even more dense. And it moves from that collective human consciousness to my own individual consciousness. Right? My individual mind. And from there, I hold thoughts consciously or subconsciously that make up the individual that I am. And from there, consciousness begins to get even more dense more dense until the, the, it shows up so dense that it becomes this material body that I am and that you are. But in that model of divine mind consciousness getting denser and denser and denser until it shows up as you and as I, can you see how there is never, never a disconnect for any of us from that divine mind consciousness? There can't be. Because it is that very life consciousness that is God that has become so dense to show up as you and I. And of course, we run into error in consciousness and that human consciousness and within that individual consciousness. But you and I can never be separate from that all that is. Our conversation today is about the arrow of evolution. And because you and I are always connected at one with actually living, breathing, moving in that divine consciousness. It's that divine consciousness that's pulling us ever higher or deeper. That's the pull of evolution. So I was thinking about this this week and what came to mind is I needed to pull out my slinky. Remember the slinky you used to play with, right? And I was thinking about how in my life there's this pattern that takes place, you know, where I get it. Oh, I'm the Christ here to express. And then something happens and I forget it again. And then I remember, and then I forget, and then I remember, and then I forget. Anybody, anybody go through that? Right? I forget that I'm one with all of you, and then something comes up, and I've got to remember it again. And it just keeps going back and forth. And in the process, I begin to think, what am I doing wrong? Here I am again, going through this struggle. What am I doing wrong? Because I'm applying these spiritual teachings. I'm applying these truths, and something keeps happening, and the trouble keeps showing up, and I keep remembering and forgetting and remembering and forgetting. Do you do that? Here's what I want to suggest. If we could just relax. What we'd recognize and what we'd realize is that we are in this process of continual evolution. So maybe this has happened to you where it comes around again. Darn it, I thought I forgave that one. Why? Why is this coming up again? I thought I did that. But the last time I did it, I might have been down here in my evolution of consciousness, right? And since then, I've evolved and I've grown and I've transformed and I've understood at a deeper level. And so now, this healing gets to come up in me again to forgive 
but now I might be up here. And I'm seeing it from a whole different level of awareness. And I get to heal the idea in my mind once more. And not only, oh, so here's the other thing. Studies have shown that we don't go backwards in our evolution of consciousness. When I really get an idea, when I really transcend the thought and I move up in my evolution of consciousness, it is impossible for me to go backwards. Even as I might have to forgive again, the forgiveness will show up differently this time. Right? So there's an arrow to the evolution. There's an upward pull or a deeper dive, but we're, we're not going backwards. We're moving forward. And what I love about unity is that it teaches us that when I move forward and when I heal and when I evolve and, and transcend in my own mind, then what am I also impacting? That human consciousness, right? That's where our power is. We spend so much time in the density of the materiality trying to fix it out here. And what we're called to remember and to do is to first fix it within our own individualized consciousness. And then act from that healing place. So, okay, we teach that you individually and I individually can heal. But what about the rest of humanity? I mean, is is the world evolving? Is the collective consciousness really evolving? Am I, by healing my own individual mind, am I really impacting the collective consciousness of humanity? Is, Is there any proof of that? So, yes, I am evolving. Is humanity evolving? So, in his book, Birthing a Greater Reality, Reverend Brummett goes through a couple of models that teach the evolution of consciousness. And I want to share the model that has spoken to me, the model that I heard the most about in the last 10 or 15 years in studying unity. And that is an evolution of consciousness that is explained through a theory called spiral dynamics. Spiral dynamics was a theory that was created. How many of you have heard of spiral dynamics? So a couple of hands. Spiral Dynamics is a theory that was created back in the 70s by a a man named Claire Graves, who was a researcher and researched with college students, discovering their values, and began to understand that there was an evolution of values that was occurring. And then after he passed away, uh, this book was written by Don Beck and Christopher Cowan. They continued his work, and they created what we today know as Spiral Dynamics. And what spiral dynamics teaches us is an evolution of human consciousness. So I had, it's been a while since I immersed myself in these teachings. I went and watched the video this week that's about an hour and a half long that was put out by a gentleman, um, I'm going to remember his name, Gura is his last name, Um, and he's a, a coach, a spiritual coach, a life coach professional. I'm not recommending him necessarily. I don't know anything about him. I just watched this one video, but I loved that one video. It explains spiral dynamics in such an easy to understand way. And so I'm actually going to send the link out on our e-blast this week for those of you that might like to explore this a little further, because I only have a short amount of time. I don't have that hour and a half to really explore these ideas. 
But this is the way that spiral dynamics works. We began in consciousness at this base level. At this base level of consciousness, there was only one thing individually that we were focused on, and that was survival. We needed to survive with, you know, food and clothing and shelter, and that was all of our time and energy was focused on just survival. And it was an individual thing. But what happens in the evolution of human consciousness is that a a dilemma arises. A dilemma that results in transformation. And so the dilemma that arose in human consciousness from that place of survival was in recognizing and realizing, I'm not here alone on this planet. There are other beings. And I need to learn how to interact and be with other beings. And so the pendulum of human evolution swung from survival individual to community and tribal. And this is known in spiral dynamics as the purple meme. And at that purple level, it's all about tribalism. It's all about clans. It's all about recognizing yourself as this tribe, this clan. Magic occurred here. Shamanism occurs here. Right? It's that place that when clans and tribes began to gather together, not understanding the way we understand the world today, you know, they prayed to the gods of the rain and the, and the lightning and the thunder, and they performed their magic, right, to get the gods to bless them or however that looked for them, right? And then a dilemma arose. And that dilemma that arose in the mind of human consciousness was, well, this tribe is great and grand, but I'm still an individual. And how can I express individually if I stay in this level of tribe and clan? And so a new idea began to emerge that there should be an individual, a leader. Right? And the red meme began to show up. And in that red meme, it's all about control. And it's all about control to the place that I will do whatever it takes that I get my way, right? So it's the place of the dictator. It's the place of the gang leader. It's the place that says, if I don't get my way, I'm going to kill you to get my way. Right? It's that red level. And then a dilemma arose in human consciousness. Because it becomes very clear if that's the way you're living, right, I will kill you to get my way. It becomes very unsustainable. And so we moved once more in human consciousness from the level of the individual. It's all about me and my way, and I'm going to do whatever it takes to get my way. Back to the pendulum swung to community again. And human consciousness evolved to its next level of understanding. This is the blue meme. At this blue level, it's all about absolute truth. It's all about going from control to conformity. Now, as a group, we need to conform. And there's absolute truth that we need to conform to. And so giving rise in this level is the idea of, you know, good and evil, heaven and hell, God and Satan, my religion, which is right, and your religion, which is wrong. 
here we're, we're starting to really get to the levels where we still see it playing out in our world and maybe even in our individual lives, right? Those places that we cling to our absolute truths and argue with one another. But I'm right. And the dilemma arises. Because within this collective rightness, we begin to experience oppression. And the individual voice once more gets lost. And in that dilemma becomes another opportunity for us as humanity to evolve our consciousness once more back to the individual. And to the next level of consciousness, which is at the orange level, the orange mean. At this level of consciousness, it's again about the individual, and now it's all about science. It's all about reason. It's all about technology. It's all about materiality. It's all about what out there is going to make me happy. Do we see that in our world today? Individuals living from this collective level of consciousness. And likely, each of us here in our lives, in some area of our life, are living out these collective ideas coming from this orange level of consciousness. There's something out there that's going to make me happy. And I'm going to get it no matter what it takes, right? We're back to ego. So problems begin. We begin to take advantage of of the earth and the resources and the people on this earth, and we give them no value. Instead, it's all about me and getting the thing that I want. And therein the dilemma arises again. Because it's unsustainable. We see that with our earth today, right? With the relationships between people today. It's unsustainable, this orange level of consciousness. And so again, we're called through this dilemma that is unsustainable to once more grow and come back into community. And that's the green level. At that green level of consciousness, it is all about building relationships. It's about taking care of one another. It's that level of consciousness out of which social programs grow. We have to take care of one another. We have to transfer wealth so that those that don't have enough have enough. Right? It's out of that green relationship level of consciousness that these ideas begin to take root in our collective mind. Do we see that anywhere in this world? Right? Remember the 60s? The hippies, some of you might be sitting out there going, yeah, that's the level of consciousness I'm at. Right? But I would remind you that there's a dilemma here. And we cannot get stuck at this level of consciousness either. And that all the previous levels of consciousness that we all had to go through are neither good nor bad. They are just building up ever-evolving with their dilemmas and their solutions. There's nothing good or bad about them. We learn from them and we transcend through them and we take the lessons with us as we move then to the next level. And so in this green meme that's all about community and all about relationship and all about taking care of one another that sounds so very good, the dilemma is it's unsustainable. You might care. You might... You might see the hurt. You might see, but there's never any real solution to it. It's an unsustainable solution. 
And so we're called once more to go beyond this green level of consciousness, which is about community, back to the individual again. And in spiral dynamics, that's the yellow mean, the yellow level of consciousness. In this level of consciousness, there are no longer absolute truths, which is, of course, itself an absolute truth. But at this level of consciousness, you can hold the paradox in your mind. And you recognize and realize that it's all about individual perspectives. Everybody is having their own individual experience through life, and that is leading them to their perspective of what life is about. And we don't have to argue with that. What we have to do is go beyond the problems that we see of homelessness and hunger and not try to, you know, um, redistribute and, and gather everybody in, but actually address the systemic problems and issues that created that poverty and that mindset to begin with. So it becomes systemic. It becomes um, integrated. At this level of consciousness, which a small percentage of our planet is there, right? But it doesn't stop there. Consciousness continues to evolve. There's also a dilemma with that, and the dilemma with that is we can stay in our mind solving these issues and seeing the systems, but not necessarily having the resources individually to deal with that. And so it swings back, that pendulum swings back again to community, the turquoise level. And at that turquoise level, life is looked at very holistically. And there's not a whole lot said about this turquoise level because we don't we don't really understand it. From the level of consciousness that we are at today, we don't really understand it. And that is spiral dynamics and the transformation of consciousness. Now there's something beautiful that shows up in, in this model. And that is the dilemma. The dilemma that takes us to our next level of consciousness, right? So remember the slinky? Remember as I'm going through my life and I think I got it and then all of a sudden another problem shows up? And we want to make that problem wrong. We want to use that problem and say, see, I must be doing something wrong. I'm not getting this stuff. But the problem is there is a gift. It's the dilemma which is there to transform us to the next level of consciousness. There's a uh, unity minister by the name of Reverend Greg Barrett, and he wrote this beautiful little blog this week on Facebook. And I just want to share the first um, paragraph because it speaks to this. He says, Myrtle Fillmore wrote, We don't tell you to deny the existence of your problems or your shortcomings. You should admit to them, but don't identify yourself with them. Here's the part I love. Myrtle says, Bells of cussedness are the results of the Spirit of God doing a much-needed house-cleaning work. Spells of cussedness. Anybody got some spells of cussedness occurring in your life? I love that, right? Spells of cussedness. The old term that we, we use typically in unity is chemicalization. Right? Chemicalization. 
chemicalization occurs, cells of cussedness. Here's that forgiveness I got to do again. Here's that remembering that God is the source of my good that I've got to do again. Here's that understanding that I am whole and holy that I have to do again. Spells of cussedness that arrive in our life that we want to curse and say, go away. But that are there, just like in that model of human consciousness and its evolution as a dilemma. There to support us to grow to the next level. We recognize the gift, what those spells of cussedness are in your life. Well, I don't know about you, but i got to keep practicing through those spells of cussedness because they keep showing up for me. Do they show up for you? And do you realize that as you take them and embrace them and, and learn through them that what you are doing is evolving your own individual consciousness so that you can impact that collective consciousness? Because how do we move, right, from the, the red to the blue to the orange to the green to the yellow, but that individuals begin to transform themselves and thereby draw and pull the entire human consciousness forward with us? That's how important your work and my work is. Do you get it? So here's our homework on the back of our bulletin. You are being pulled through a divine impulse to evolve. That divine mind consciousness is continually calling to you through the activity of your life. Pay attention to where you get caught up in the status quo. You know, wherever you are in consciousness, that place of comfortability, ooh, I don't want to stretch into that. That's uncomfortable. I think I'll stay here in this status quo place. Where we, where we see these spells of cursedness. And rather than allowing them to be a gift and to move us, we just drown ourselves in them. So where am I allowing the status quo to stop me from evolving? And then as you become aware, to consider what would it be like to give up this idea? What would it be like to give up the idea that you can identify right here, right now, is holding you back from evolving your consciousness to the next level? Because you've been cursing that rather than recognizing the gift that it is, a dilemma that is here to support my growth, transformation, and evolution, because that's the way the system is set up. Right? And then take one small step, just one small step this week, to move beyond the status quo and work on evolving to that next level. Are you willing to do that with me? For a week. No, I'm serious because imagine what it takes to do this, right? It takes commitment. It takes courage. It takes resolve. It takes knowing who you are. So, are you willing to do the work with me this week? That's what it takes. That's what it takes. So, I'm going to end with this quote from our book on the back of your bulletin. 
The purpose of evolution is for the absolute to unfold itself within the relative universe. And human history is the absolute unfolding to the consciousness of humanity. That's what we're here to do. So to support you in taking these ideas really deeply into your life, in addition to spending Sunday services talking about them, I'd like to invite you, if you feel so compelled to learn and to experience these ideas more deeply, to join me on Tuesday night. I'm starting a five-week class on birthing a greater reality in which we will explore these ideas more deeply for yourself personally, seven till nine the next five Tuesdays. And then the first weekend in April, the 4th and 5th, I think is the Friday and Saturday night, we are having our fourth annual Unity of Northern Ohio retreat where all the Unity churches in the Cleveland area, um, Massillon and Talmadge and Renaissance over on the east side and Medina down south of us and us, we're all coming together, Gerard, we're all coming together for our fourth annual Unity retreat. And the whole focus is on this, birthing a greater reality. The author of our book, Reverend Robert Brummett, will be here as our keynote on Saturday. And the beautiful, heart-opening music of Daniel Namon, Friday night concert and Saturday woven into Robert's message. So I hope you'll consider joining me for, for either one or both and expand yourself so that together we can birth a greater reality. It's time, don't you think? Yeah. Amen. Let it be. Thank you.